0: It's January 3rd, and on today's Off the Bench, UCF makes a bold statement, the great Baker Mayfield goes down, and the NFL playoffs begin. Today's Off the Bench is sponsored by Leland with Bailey & Company Real Estate. I've never bought a home, but buying a home is one of the biggest decisions you can ever make. That's why you need to go with a company that has integrity and your best interest in mind. That's why you need to go with Leland at Bailey & Company Real Estate. All realtors have the same access to the same information. They don't have special buyers and methods to sell your house, At Bailey & Company, Leland will help market your house for the right price and sell it fast. Or he can help find the home of your dream. Give Leland a call at 865-356-4990. Bailey & Company, people over profit. Let's go. To off the bench, I'm Major Murphy, and I'm Jake Russell, and it is a new year. It's twenty eighteen. Can you believe it? Can't believe it, dude. It's it's uh. I'm excited for twenty eighteen because twenty seventeen was so bad that when you hit rock bottom, the only way you can go up is <laughs> it's the only easy. way you it's can up. only go up. You can so, only go up. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I know. I, so I say this: something's gonna terrible happen like in the next month, and 2018 eighteen's gonna be terrible. But you know. Yeah, you just got right now. You gotta be positive right now. Three days in, I'm enjoying it. So we have a great show for you today, uh, but we're going to kick it off with the buzz. All right, so we have the buzz, and the first topic is UCF claiming to be national champions despite not winning a national championship, so that's interesting. So uh, UCF AD said today that the program has decided to claim a national championship, and they will place a championship banner inside Spectrum Stadium where they play to recognize uh, an undefeated season, and they are in the process of planning a parade. Jake, how do you feel about this?
1: Um, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, like how they went undefeated and everything, and then they beat Auburn and yeah, the mean, Peach they went, Bowl. They went 0-12 to 0-13. In right? two seasons, and that's great and everything, but like, I don't recognize them as national champions. Are they playing on Monday? No, they're not playing on Monday. You're right about that. When you, You're right about that. When you schedule zero power 5 teams, you can't expect to be in the playoffs. I'm sorry. When you're a group of five team and you you want to make it to the playoffs one, you got to go undefeated because there's no room for error. But you have to you need to schedule games against not I honestly don't think it's just power 5 teams, but like quality. Quality, quality. power 5 big programs. I think yeah. I think if UCF had to win over a big program didn't have to be like a playoff team but like but a, even like a strong SEC team or Big 10 or something exactly, like that Exactly something like that like if they had a win over like an LSU or a USC or something like that like a, a big program or a, you know like maybe like Ohio State or something like that then i think they would have they would have made it but you can't i honestly just don't think it's reasonable at all to expect a team an undefeated UCF team with zero power 5 opponents over a one-loss Alabama team. I just think that you can't you can't even... Yeah,
0: well, usually Jake and I are pretty in sync, but I have to take the opposite side on this. I think UCF definitely should have been in the playoffs, uh, mainly from a fan's perspective on this one, but also I think they proved that... I mean, I think they can play with the big teams. Auburn's a great program. And they're a great team, and if I think they can beat them, I think they legit should have a shot to play against some of these other big teams on a bigger stage. And now, uh, obviously I understand what Jake's saying. Yeah, well, I understand but, what you're saying about the no power five. Yeah. Like, and
1: they proved that in the bowl game, but it's too late. Yeah. If they schedule Auburn in the regular season, especially after Auburn had beat Georgia and Alabama, oh yeah, for they sure. beat him in the regular season. Yeah. Well then that so, really where you can start to argue, but yeah. I, just they, like, I just they, feel
0: like, I just feel like the committee got this wrong.
1: Yeah. If they have no impressive wins in the regular season though, it's like, you can't put them over a one loss, Alabama, a one loss Clemson, uh, a, sec champion in georgia or oklahoma you're like you can't do that i'm sorry like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'll take i'll take a one loss power five opponent against an undefeated group of five opponent if that group of five hasn't beaten anybody you know that's i guess that's where i stand if ucf needs
0: to they
1: need to start scheduling more challenging opponents
0: with all that being said jake and i will be in attendance for the parade uh it's going to be awesome i can't wait to see the banner uh, come down in the stadium. I I think this is the first time a team has ever had a national championship banner without winning the national championship.
1: Yeah, I mean schools schools will do that though. Like Auburn did that actually in two thousand four when they went undefeated. And but that was different. That was during the BCS area when there was only two teams. Yeah, that's true. And Auburn was you know undefeated, and there were three there were three undefeated teams. Uh, And Auburn was left out of the championship, and they said they were national champions. But I honestly don't think that's a good precedent precedent to set because I mean, what if now? I know college football has been more competitive and more competitive, but what if you have five undefeated teams? Then that fifth team who gets let out, it sucks for them. But it's you know you can't automatically say you're a national champion if you haven't been in that top four. I just hope I hope this
0: parade blows up. Just so the committee sees it, and then they push for a six team or even an eight team. Yeah, playoff. yeah,
1: that's the that's the best thing that comes from UCF beating Auburn. Is it really puts a puts a struggle with the committee as far as like to get more teams in to there. get more teams in the playoffs. I think you can definitely see. I think the biggest argument against a six or eight, especially an eighteen playoff would be how you're playing a lot more. You're playing more games now because yeah, you know, especially you know in college. You don't have as much depth as you know. NFL has sixteen games plus the playoffs, but they have more depth in the NFL, and you know you can sign free agents. And a lot of of people are
0: a lot of people are arguing that if you have these eight teams and then automatic bids for the winner of each conference, those non-conference games become unimportant at all because it doesn't. I mean, not all the way, but they become less significant because you're playing just to win your conference at that point. So Yeah, that's true. That so is, that understand. is also
1: a really good point. Is so. if it would become down to you would almost automatically get in if you won your conference. And yeah. now exactly, uh, why would you schedule tough teams? Except well actually I don't really get that argument now that I think about it, because your your non conference scheduling doesn't affect your in conference uh, seating and as far as winning the conference and getting to the conference championship. So really actually I'd have to disagree there because you can still schedule non-conference opponents and lose, or if you win, it doesn't help you in conference. Well, let's say you don't lose your conference. Yeah, it helps. It, it helps. To it get get helps you getting. In there
0: yeah, it helps getting you in the wild So on another episode, Jake and I will now lay out our whole plan for the college football playoffs. Where basically once that once that episode goes viral, we'll basically be kicking out the committee and we'll be taking over. We will be taking over. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be great. Uh, our next segment for the buzz is. Isaiah Thomas returns, so he's been out for seven months with his hip injury, and he played for the first time uh, as the Cavs beat the Blazers 127-110. to 110. Uh, He was on limited minutes, and he played 19 minutes, but he dropped 17 points and added in three assists. So, but the big storyline here is since they have a back-to-back tonight, he's not playing against the Celtics, so... I think he's a I think he's a coward and I
1: lost I definitely lost some respect for that there because hot take hot I'm, take you hot can take. choose between playing against the Blazers or against the Celtics and you choose the Trailblazers is he scared
0: uh, I don't know he might be a little scared. you have a
1: chance to play against your former team and you say and you choose the Trailblazers instead no come on if if he was as good as people say he is and he says he is and everything then he would play against the Celtics and try to beat his older team. I don't yeah. know. Or he's not or if he thinks that he's not ready to do that yet, then he's not ready to come back in general, you know?
0: That's true. It'd be all in or all out. That's true. So, question here uh if you take who are you taking, the Celtics or the Cavs with Isaiah Thomas like when they when they'll likely meet up in the conference championship end the finals. Hmm. That's a good question.
1: Uh I don't know. There's also there's also a chance I mean Gordon Hayward's trying to get back yeah by the time they would meet up. If they meet up in the finals. I'm I mean, still taking I don't Cavs. Think it's a,
0: I'm until I'm still taking Cavs. Yeah, I would still probably day.
1: take Cavs too, but I would not say it's I don't even think it's automatic that those teams could get in necessarily. Yeah. The yeah. Wizards the Wizards are emerging. The heat got super hot the second half of the season last year. Uh they should yeah. be considered There's a that. lot of teams that could sneak
0: in there. Yeah,
1: so I don't even think it's automatic that the Cavs and Celtics yeah. will play in and, the conference
0: championship necessarily but yeah. i mean we'll see and then we can't have news if we don't have groomers <laughs> it's true. you got to love groomers gotta they're, love they're groomers. delicious they're yeah. just yeah. Bon so appétit i'm sure y'all have heard about the possibility
1: of john gruden uh, going to the raiders uh, i think it's basically a done deal honestly think now, the, now this is nothing confirmed this is a this is a pretty hot take but the the tampa bay buccaneers they prolonged deciding if they were gonna keep uh, Derek Cutter or not. And they eventually said they were gonna keep him. So I honestly think the Raiders and the Bucks had kind of almost a bidding war on John Gruden setting up packages and offering him conspiracy. and I think yes. I think I like John Gruden, I think I think John Gruden went with the Raiders. Yeah. And so when the Bucks lost out on it, they decided they were gonna keep Cutter
0: yeah. and Point move two. on. And move on. Yeah.
1: So I think it's almost a done deal. It's just yeah. uh, Adam
0: Schefter actually said that John Gruden is going to be the next coach of the Oakland Raiders. The only question is when. Yeah. And so.
1: a big thing with this is there's like some rumors or some groomers about mm, rumors. the Raiders offering a piece Sounds of good. a piece of their company, like like to a, Gruden.
0: yeah the ownership like yeah stake. An, an
1: ownership stake in the company I can't see that happening I think the Raiders would be more than willing to do it that's not the problem I think the problem is the, the NFL. NFL owners the NFL is allowing them I think the NFL is full of collusion and I don't, I think those NFL owners they don't want if you especially if you look at the past 20 years uh, statistically you know the players salaries and how much they're making per year has gone up tremendously over that course Mm -hmm. but if you look at the coaches the nfl owners have really come together and done a a good job of keeping the coaches salaries at increasing minimally uh very little to keeping them in check so there's no way because if gruden gets equity the next thing you know these owners are then all these other coaches are going to start pushing for equity And their contracts, I mean, you think of a coach like Bill Belichick. Well, why shouldn't he, if Gruden's going to get equity in the Raiders, why shouldn't Belichick have equity in the Patriots with all the Super Bowls he's won? I mean, it just comes down
0: to what that clown guy, also known as Goodell, is feeling that day. Yeah, but no,
1: I don't see, I I don't think there's any way that they will let the NFL owners and Roger Goodell will let them offer part of their equity to Gruden. But I still think he
0: signs for a lot of money. So I love groomers, and I could talk about groomers for probably another two hours, but that is all we have for today on The Buzz. So we're going to move right along and talk a little bit of college football playoffs. We had a wild semifinal game, so we're going to get into that.
1: I say we start with Alabama and Clemson because we want to save the best for last. So oh, yeah. I think we talk about the boring game first and get that over with, yep. and then we move on to the Rose Bowl. So
0: uh, I use this game as a little bit of background noise to go sleep to. Exactly. Because when you have a 24-6 to game and nothing else happens. And, and
1: think look at the total yards. Alabama had 200, 261 total yards and Clemson had 188 total yards. Yeah. Think how boring that is. If you told me... Beforehand that Alabama was gonna have two hundred and sixty one total yards, I would have definitely thought Clemson would have won. Yeah. But I mean Alabama had a pick six and then another interception that set up set up a touchdown. Yeah.
0: So basically that hits on one of my notes. I said that the defense looked spectacular. They did a great job of containing Kelly Bryant. They did a great job of slowing down Deion Kane and the receivers and Hunter Renfro. The defense looked great. I had no problems. The offense God awful. And you know I've, how I've said the hot
1: take about how Jalen Hurts will never win a national championship as a starting quarterback. Uh, the defense is going to carry him. Yeah, if 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 Alabama beats Georgia, it's all because of the defense. Jalen Hurts just doesn't really impress me. I mean, yeah. you look at you look at the Clemson game, you look at the Auburn game. When he plays good defenses, he does not do well
0: at all. Exactly, he, and I think Georgia has the third best defense. In all all the playoff teams behind Clemson and Georgia. So, I think he's going to face another elite defense, and I think he's going to struggle.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, that's that's what really just kind of – I don't know. Maybe Alabama wins because their defense is going up against a freshman quarterback who's looked very good all year. Don't get me wrong, but that Alabama defense is very special. But Hurts – he can pick apart the Vanderbilts, the Tennessees of the SEC, the weak defenses, and look like some superstar. But whenever he plays against good defenses, he makes mistakes, and he can't
0: move the ball effectively.
1: That's a sore note, bringing up my balls like that. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Right in the balls. I'm right sorry. In the balls.
1: I had to talk about that weak Alabama schedule.
0: Yeah, but uh, we'll get into pretty much our uh, predictions for the national championship this weekend on another episode. So. Oh, I, I had a couple more stats from yeah, the game I want to touch on. Uh, Kelly Bryant
1: finished with a 7.2 QBR. That, Horrendous. Don't you start out with like 10 points? <laughs> uh, something like that. <laughs> Pretty horrible. And another one, just because it's an opinion of mine and it backs it up, uh, Bo Scarborough had, had 12 carries overrated. for 20, 24 yards. Uh, so he maintains that most uh, overrated running back in the nation title for this year. Um yeah, I, I get it, he's jacked, his arms are huge from that one picture from a, a year ago, but he's completely overrated.
0: Anyways, sorry, we'll get into the Rose Bowl now. Yeah, so uh the Rose Bowl, my goodness, did it live up to the hype. I was so I was last year USC Penn State, great game. I was kind of a little disappointed at how great it was because I said no game will ever live up to this.
1: Yeah, that was that Rose Bowl was incredible but, with Sam Darnold, Trace McSwirley going back and forth. Oklahoma
0: and Georgia, my goodness, that that's the best, that's the best Rose Bowl, I think ever. I think it's passed. I think it passes up Texas ESC. I think that was the greatest Rose Bowl that I've seen.
1: that was. Inc- I mean, that was incredible. I mean, Baker Mayfield, they score three touchdowns their first three drives. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's actually inhuman. He can't be stopped.
0: They have the best offense in college football. Yeah,
1: but then Georgia steps up and they begin stopping him, but. Like we t- like we touched in previous episodes, that Oklahoma defense
0: is ooh, wow. not good not good there. at all. And that
1: I mean it really. There's the old saying: defense wins championships. And and when you have this, no defense, it, yeah, when you have no defense, you can't win a championship. Yeah, you know?
0: I honestly thought that the defense would do just enough to where Baker Mayfield could keep him in the game, and Baker Mayfield and that offense did everything. They, they were throwing it. He caught a pass. Like, he caught a touchdown yeah, pass. He caught they, a touchdown pass. They literally did everything. Yeah. And that defense was just so bad that they couldn't even, like, stop them enough times to keep up who,
1: who impressed me more than Baker Mayfield did almost was Rodney Anderson
0: oh my goodness 26 yeah.
1: carries 201 yards and two touchdowns I mean oh my gosh yeah. but like, and then you think he went off then you look at the Georgia running backs Sony Michelle Nick Sony Michelle 11 carries for 181 yards and three touchdowns as well as four uh, four catches for 41 yards and another touchdown he averaged 16.5 yards per carry
0: my goodness.
1: Over 200 yards and four touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Incredible.
1: I've... And then Chubb has 14 carries for 145 yards and two more touchdowns. I mean, Georgia ran the ball at will. And there were – I mean, at the middle of the game, I was like, Georgia just doesn't need to throw the ball anymore. They can yeah. literally run the ball every play and score every drive.
0: Yeah. A lot of people were kind of dogging on Georgia, no pun intended, about their defense. Uh just everybody talked about how great the Georgia defense was and how they got torched on the ground by uh, Rodney Anderson and then through the air by Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't even think you can compare that because when you're playing the greatest offense in college football, you're going you're gonna to look silly at times. Yeah, like, and,
1: and looking forward to the national championship game, I think the Oklahoma offense is miles ahead of alabama's offense oh yeah but, but you comparing baker mayfield and jalen hurts it's, i mean those quarterbacks are so far it's apart. like it's not even
0: apples and oranges <laughs> yeah <it's> apples and <laughs> and, and, and computers yeah <laughs> apples and computers like yeah. it makes
1: no apples and light bulbs like it yeah. makes no sense at all they're not
0: even on the same plane yeah so. no, you can't at so all So i'm actually very excited uh so a lot of people have been talking about how this bodes for the playoffs uh do you have you have two sec teams in here i mean what's your take on it how does it is it good for viewership is it good for the sec obviously but who
1: who cares about viewership i want to see the two best teams playing against each other in the championship that's what i want to see and i think that's what we're going to see this year so i don't care i mean i get it sucks for the people with other conferences and stuff like that but like no i want to see the two best teams no matter where they come from either if they're both from the Pac-12, which will probably never happen ever. But if they're both from maybe the SEC. In Pop yeah, and maybe in Pop Warner. <laughs> but, yeah, it, yeah, no, I want to see the two best teams, and I can't help that the SEC is the best conference. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I love I love how everybody, as these bowls were going on, were saying, oh, my gosh, oh, the SEC.
0: O oh and 3 They started the, 3 Such a
1: down year. Oh, my gosh. Well, they have two teams in the national championship. I don't think it gets any better than that. There's
0: no solution to keep the SEC out of here. Yeah, Uh, get better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you don't want them
1: in there, then get better. I'm sorry, but, you know, that's how it goes. So
0: I'm excited. I think these are the two best teams, obviously. So it'll be a great national championship. We'll have kind of our preview and predictions for that coming this weekend. Uh, But we'll get over it, we'll get into that. So that pretty much wraps up our college football playoff semifinals. And Jake, do you have anything else to add to that? No. No. All right. So that pretty much wraps up what we have. and we're going, before we get into the NFL playoffs, we're going to, since in the spirit of the new year, 2018, we're going to give a couple resolutions for people and teams and kind of athletes out there that they should uh, follow. So here are our New Year's resolutions. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start us off with the most obvious one. Uh, my New Year's resolution for the Browns is to get one single win. That's all you have to do—just one single win. Yeah, I don't know if they're you, gonna get that with Hugh Jackson. They have the first pick, and the fourth pick in the draft. They're gonna probably pick Sam Darnold. I I just feel like they are. They should pick Baker Mayfield, but uh, we'll get. Well, they time. could
1: see a uh, a six five white guy and Josh Allen, and just pick him
0: because he. Fits yeah. the mold. Fits the mold exactly, yeah. <laughs> but have another bust. Even okay, any quarterback right now—Josh Rosen, uh, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen—all those are better than Deshaun Kaiser. We can all agree on that. Yeah, but
1: there's also you could go with the quarterback, which is more the immediate need, or you could go with the best player in the draft and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, and that's
0: what I—that'll th- so be really
1: interesting to see what yeah, they do. I
0: think that, I think the Colts and the Giants are in between them for the first and fourth pick. I don't think either of them are looking at Saquon Barkley as n- a necessary need because I think – Actually, I think the, the Col- you're talking about the Colts and the Giants? Yeah. I think the Colts need more help on that defense. I think they're going to pick – They like, need
1: help on the defense and the O-line, but, I mean, they have
0: Frank Gore running back right now, and he's like 35, yeah. maybe 80 years old. I don't know. I feel like they can – they're good enough with their their backfield that they can – I don't know. I think they can either wait for later rounds or get somebody in free agency. I think – I think what's going to happen with the Browns is they're going to pick a terrible quarterback like they always do, and then if they're smart, they'll pick up Saquon Barkley with the fourth pick. Yeah, if he's available. So that's my first resolution. Jake, what is your resolution?
1: Um, I touched on this earlier. Mine is for UCF to schedule better teams because I, I have a lot of respect, and I think they're a great team, especially. I mean, they beat my Tigers, uh, which is very impressive. i to let the big dog eat. Yeah, but like I said – they just need to schedule better teams, so that's what yeah. I hope they do. Yeah,
0: so if you want to play in the big games, you got to play the big teams. Exactly. All so right, what's your second one? My second resolution uh, is for all media, so ESPN, CBS, NBC, even us off the bench. Uh, our resolution for all those media platforms is to keep putting a microphone in front of LeVar Ball's face. Uh, 2017, he was incredible. He w- literally willed his son onto the Lakers team. He was not a t- number two pick, but with just everything, with his pure voice, he got L- Lonzo Ball into the Lakers. Uh, he challenged <laughs> the president, and they had beef. Uh, and he's got his two sons going pro. There's two other sons going pro. So LeVar Ball has proven that he can do anything, and he will do anything. So... Uh, and he's will say anything. So I just wanna I just want all media platforms to keep putting a microphone in front of his face. In terms of what he says, he's honestly like
1: Trump of basketball yeah. with his sons. You can he'll, make
0: the comparison.
1: He'll he'll literally say whatever's on his mind, he does not care. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I love it. I, I'm ready for a twenty eighteen version of LeVar. Uh, if you thought 2017 was wild, just get ready for 2018. It's going to be it's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so uh, my second New Year's resolution is actually about New Year's. Uh, okay. So it's a, I guess, New Year squared resolution. Yeah, okay. It's about New Year's jokes. Um, oh, so there's yeah, some it. New Year's jokes I like. Uh, the ones that are, uh, I haven't blah, blah, blah since 2017. You, know, you don't the, like those? I, I those hate are, those. I, I think ha- those are hilarious. I think, I, I think every <laughs> single year of my entire life, I've heard somebody say, I haven't showered since 2017 on January 1st, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, and I don't laugh every single time. I like the whole, like, if this is what 2018 is going to be like, I could get used to it or whatever. I think those can be funny and stuff like that. But the one that I haven't blah, blah, blah since 2017, so not, not a huge pretty, fan. A pretty
0: strict pass on all New Year's jokes. Yeah, not a huge fan. Nobody yeah. cares. So, Nobody cares. Okay. How
1: appropriate would you say it is to say Happy New Year's? Uh, into january
0: uh i'd say it's fairly appropriate
1: okay well let's say a week a week into january would you say it's still appropriate to say happy new year
0: uh no get over it
1: okay so so what what day how many days after january 1st is it okay probably to say happy probably new about
0: today the third the third okay yeah yeah that's where i, I cut the that. line yeah you said new year's to me you probably didn't see me like on new year's eve or something like yeah. that yeah i was probably just dead behind like a a trash can or something, yeah. like, but like, <laughs> and then you saw me the next day, so like, now, now we're talking, and but after the third, we're pretty much done. Yeah, so. we're done. We're moving on. Okay, I like it. I like it. What is your third? My last movie? resolution is for everyone that is a sports fan, so all or all NFL fans, I'm gonna tell you now. I've said it multiple times on the podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Tom Brady. So your New Year's resolution better to be. To go ahead and buy your Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys now. They're going. They're already pretty expensive. I haven't checked the price on them. They should be like a thousand dollars each, just for the way he's playing. But he's a great quarterback. 2018. Uh, this next season he's going to be fantastic. And all those, all that's going to happen is the price of his jerseys going to keep going up and up. So your New Year's resolution, you can't wait for this one. Not like the gym where you can wait to do it for one in the summer or whatever you got to do it now you got to buy your jimmy garoppolo jersey throw it on wear it till the 49ers play their opener so
1: yeah and one thing i want to say about uh the 49ers and jimmy garoppolo um i just want to prepare y'all uh you know especially when the nfl season ends and everything uh and you know over the summer going into the uh 2018 season every nfl expert every sports writer every everybody who has anything to do with sports uh is going to be saying how oh the 49ers are my, my dark horse candidate uh, to make a run to the Super Bowl and everything and I'm so smart for picking a team like the 49ers not, to make a run. You're, you're not, not smart. smart. You're not original. Everybody's thinking it after the way they ended it. Yeah, that's so fine. don't 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 listen to that and be like, "Oh, wow, that's super smart." They're not original. Nobody cares
0: <laughs> at yeah. this point. They're one of my favorites. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. My, they
0: should be your favorite. Exactly. Not a dark horse. No, no,
1: nobody is nobody is smart for thi- uh predicting the 49ers oh, yeah everybody's everybody's oh, thinking it's like oh, everybody's you, thinking about it's like oh you predicted
0: the patriots to go to the super bowl oh, yeah nice one yeah, nice, yeah. Pick. everybody's
1: thinking about oh how they can make a run make the playoffs blah 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 they're not original so nice pick. Yeah. all right jake my, you're gonna
0: wrap us up with the resolution
1: my last new year's resolution is um for teams and players to stop pissing off Alabama. Ooh, because, angry Saban. Because when you make Saban angry, he literally will not lose. It's impossible. Stop giving them bulletin board material. I'm sick of it because then they're unbeatable and it's yeah. really annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm
0: tired of Alabama winning.
1: Yeah. And if you want them to stop winning, then you will stop pissing them off. So anytime, Stop
0: asking for Bama. Yeah. You don't want them.
1: Yeah. You One, you don't want them. And two, if you do beat Bama, don't brag about it. Give them because res- they're going to come back and give beat you. them respect and give them respect and move on because they're going to yes. come
0: back and beat you again. Yes,
1: it, it, Clemson is a prime example of that. So yeah. yes, if you beat Bama, congratulations, shake their hand, say good game and then move on because if you say, if you talk and you piss them off,
0: then it will come
1: back and it will bite you and you will regret it.
0: And you'll ha- you'll be forever haunted by an angry Sabin. Yes, he's yes. literally the devil. So yeah, I don't know yeah. why you'd want to piss off the devil. Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
1: I don't get why you would want to either.
0: So those are our New Year's resolutions. Uh, make sure you take our advice. Well, we can guarantee you you'll have a great twenty eighteen New Year's if you follow these New Year's resolutions. Uh, but that wraps up what we have for that. And finally, we'll bring you our predictions for the first couple wildcard games in the NFL playoffs. So let's get started. All right, so we have the NFL playoffs here, and we're just going to kind of go game by game and kind of give who we like to win in that matchup. So the first game we have are the Titans versus the Chiefs. Uh, For me, I have, as much as I'd love to give it to the Titans, my favorite team, I have to go with the Chiefs on this one. Uh, I think they got their. I think the Chiefs got their mojo back right, at the right time. Like I said, they have so many weapons: Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Alex Smith is good. He looks like an MVP candidate early in the year, and that defense is good. They have so much talent, not to be good. So I think once they started to put those pieces together, Andy Reid started started giving Kareem Hunt the ball back. Like Jake said, uh. I think they hit their mojo at the right time, so I think they get the win.
1: Yeah, I have the Chiefs, too. Uh, the Chiefs actually ended on a four-game win streak. Uh, Kareem Hunt played, didn't play the last game, so he played the first three, and he averaged 26 carries a game. It's no coincidence that when he got all those carries, they were winning. Yep. Uh, so... If they give him the ball. Now the Titans have actually the fourth ranked rush defense. So they need to still feed him because one, he's a phenomenal athlete and player and he can break something, but feed him, keep that defense honest because, because the, the Titans thing. the Titans pass defense is the twenty-fifth best. Horrible. And when you have players like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, you can keep the defense honest and then so Tyreek even get
0: a little bit of success on the ground, it's over.
1: Yeah, it is completely over because Tyree Kill is gonna have a big play like he always does against bad defenses. Travis Kelsey will eat up Mismatches, uh, Eye of the Chiefs.
0: So, I think Andy Reid heard you on our last podcast. I really think he did. I think I, he listened. because I think he's been listening these past couple of weeks. Because they
1: were my – the very first podcast, they were my cold team because they had lost like six of their past eight and games. And told them what to do. And I said, give the ball to Cream Hunt. And what and did the, they do? They end the season on a four-game win streak.
0: So, I think Andy Reid secretly listened. You know, yeah. you know we won't take the credit for this one. You yeah, know? We'll yeah. let you have your little success. You'll stay at the press conference. We appreciate so you, the listen. Yeah, you know. I mean, we, we know – you know it's that's all we need, but you know I think I think that's what's going on. Uh, our next game uh, are the Bills versus the Jags. Uh, if this game was played in Buffalo, I'm taking the Bills one hundred percent. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia is elite. That no one circles the wagons. Yeah, Like I mean, the Buffalo I mean, Bills. Twelve man in like Seattle, forget you. No, like, that's, give that's me Bills we, Mafia. Give me uh, Bills every Mafia every single all day. So yeah, but,
1: Bills Bills Mafia literally d- donated. A hundred over a hundred thousand dollars to Andy Dalton's uh charity. Jerry, yeah, charity after they got the win I after they that. got the win, which which put the Bills into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean that's insane.
0: I mean they're 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 wild, but as much as I'd love to give it to them since they're not playing in Buffalo, I have to go with the better team here, and that is the Jags. Uh I think Bortles is good enough. Now Jake will, will ran about Bortles for a little bit. Gotta, here love, Bortles. The, Gotta yeah, love Bortles. Gotta love Bortles. Yeah.
1: Top five quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's such a quality player. Yeah. I there's, wouldn't... there's so many haters out there, but he's such a quality player. And the thing is, though, with this game, the Jags have the best defense in the NFL. Yep. And the Bills are – or LaShawn McCoy is a game-time decision, so he's either going to play – or he's either not going to play and be out, which really hurts the Bills. Or he's going to be injured. Or he's going to play hurt and not be your 100%. typical shady yeah. and not be as effective as he usually is. Uh, either way, even if he was 100%, I still think the Jags would win just because that defense is so good. But, I mean, the Bills' passing game is already not that good as it is. And now you throw in Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye, the best corner combination. And Leonard Fournette's finally
0: going to be healthy. I think he's probably, I'd say, the third best rookie running back right now. Yeah. Behind yeah. Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I, I think that's – I mean, he just was out a couple of weeks and people forgot about him for a little bit, but he's a star in the making. He is. I mean – you want to talk about a guy you don't want to hit? That's number one on my list. So, yeah, I think we both have the Jags in this one. Uh, our next game is the over in the NFC or the Falcons versus the Rams. Uh, I have to go with the Rams on this one. Gurley deserves the MVP. You hear you heard it here first. Uh, probably not, but you heard it here. But I think Todd Gurley deserves the MVP. He's the best running back in the league right now. Just look at his stats and come back to me later, and you'll agree. I think he deserves MVP. They'll give it to Tom Brady just because he's Tom Brady, and Carson Wentz got hurt. But I think he deserves MVP. goff I think, is ready for the next step, and that is getting a playoff win. And then I honestly think Sean McVay will outcoach Dan Quinn in this one. And that's
1: a that's my big my biggest matchup of this game, is not players. It's. The Sean McVay, who was the offensive coordinator at the Redskins and then moved to uh, the Rams uh, as like an offensive mastermind. And then you have Dan Quinn, who was the defensive mastermind of the Legion of Boom and the Seahawks and Mm -hmm. then came to Atlanta. So I think that's a phenomenal matchup, how an offensive-minded head coach against a defensive-minded head coach. And uh, and I think that's going to be
0: so much fun to watch. This is a street fight I'm taking Dan Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Sean McVay, I love him, but... I feel like he. I feel like he get. And he's he's still though.
1: young. He's only like 31 years old. And you know, Dan Quinn would have that dad strength, which is exactly. a real thing. Dad I, I, I is real. Get, I'll bet anything that dad strength is a real thing. It's real. You can't 100%. back it up. You can't back it up with science because yeah. there's no way to like investigate but, it. But if you're a dad. Then you automatically become like at least twice as strong yeah, as somebody who's not advanced. That's for a dad. sure.
0: Your bench press goes up yeah. 200 pounds. And it's not really. even
1: like weight room strong. It's just like if I get my hands on you, I can throw you to the ground and, and muscle you strong. It's like, done. Yeah, exactly. But
0: lucky for Sean McVay, this is not a street fight. This is a NFL playoff football. So I think I give the Rams this one. Yeah, I would too. All right.
1: Now we have Panthers and Saints. This will uh, be the third time they play this year,
0: mm-hmm. which will be super interesting. The Saints won both games. Yeah, I mean they know they know each other very well at this point, so there's there's not going to be a lot of surprises in this one. Uh, for me, I I pick the Saints uh, both times, and I think I'm gonna keep the trend going here and pick the Saints one more time. I just I really don't think there's any stopping Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. I just really and then throwing Drew Brees who's just playing probably some of his best football since the prime of his career I just don't think you can stop that I think that's too good and that defense is a lot better than people give it credit for I think it's one of the top defenses in the league and so I I just think it's too much for them to handle so I give the Saints this one
1: yeah so the Saints won both regular season matchups and I'm just going to go with uh comedy for my pick and i think it'd be hilarious if they won both regular season matchups and then (laughs) lost in the playoffs first round yeah that's pretty funny i'm gonna go with the panthers with this one okay uh i think it's so cool the i think these teams playing are so cool because the saints have one of the best rush offenses this year and the panthers have one of the best rush defenses like they've had Mm -hmm. over the past like three years or whatever uh, Luke Kuechly and Thomas Davis versus Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Yeah. That's so, such a and, cool matchup. Any time
0: Cam Newton's in the playoffs, it's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Playoffs and are instantly ten times better. Yeah. Ra- ratings go up. Yeah, 20%. and that's
1: what this will – That's what I mean, he literally dunked on a player earlier this year in yeah. football. How do you even do that? I, it doesn't make any
0: sense. He's the first to do it. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, if anybody would – be able to do it, it was him. Yeah, he's, but a, he's a freak of nature.
1: I just, it depends. This game will come down to which Cam you'll receive because, I mean, he's had phenomenal games yeah. this year. Are we looking at Super Bowl Cam last year or two years ago, yeah. or are we looking at... Last uh, year's Cam. But th- And then yeah. this year has been weird because you've gotten both. It's like every other game. Yeah. You've had Super I, Bowl, yeah. the Cam that led the Panthers to Super Bowl, and then you've had... The one that didn't even lead them to the playoffs last year. Yeah. Maybe so, there's
0: maybe there's two Cam Newtons there. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe there's two of them. Maybe he's a twin. Yeah, who knows? And so they
0: play rock paper scissors to so
1: see who gets to play. Exactly. And so so we'll, we'll see. Oh my gosh, if they were 250 two hundred fifty pound freak athletes <laughs> like him in this world, then I don't even know what I would do. There's, yeah. I think. Oh my gosh. I but, think
0: yeah, I think the world probably split apart. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think it's confirmed that there's only one Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. So. There's no way.
1: But I have you know the Panthers winning this. Just because it's the third game, they're going to be really looking for revenge. But this game will be really fun to watch.
0: All right, so that wraps up our NFL playoff preview for the wild card weekend. Uh, And that wraps up our show. This has been a great show. We're going to have a show coming to you this weekend. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of national championship preview. We'll have some good sports news. I'm sure somebody will say something crazy. Uh, It'll be wild, and we'll report on All the scores and all the things that's happening in the sports world. But I'm Major Murphy. And I'm Jake Russell. And this has been Off the Bench.